Hello, thank you for coming back. Sorry it's been a while, so let's just get started. Why do we allow our children and those we're guardians of, why do we allow them to be two-faced and we tell them it's okay? We literally tell them it's okay to be two-faced, but then we turn around and say, be honest, be who you are. But then we, again, turn around and say, no, 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 put on, like, How can you, it's like telling someone, no, no, don't climb the ladder, but then you want to turn around and say, okay, we noticed the ladder is stable, is still stable, so go ahead and climb it. Like, telling me no, but then telling me yes, like, why is it that it's no when you want it to be no, and yes when you want it to be yes? So, let's break it down a bit more. When we, as a whole, the whole human race, goes out to a date, an interview, meeting someone's parents, doing all this, yes, we want to put our best forward foot forward. And some people are genuinely like that. But then we have majority row that have to fake to be something. You have to be fake. You're, you're faking being overly happy and overly joy, uh, joyful at a job interview. You're faking how much you actually love something. You're faking all these things. And then people want to turn around and say, you shouldn't lie about it. We've been taught to lie since we were literally in elementary school. How many people have heard, don't tell your mom I'm doing this. Don't tell your dad we're doing this. So you're teaching kids it's okay to lie. Because let's be honest, there is a secret and then there is a secret. One, you're basically telling your kid, do not tell anyone what I'm doing. And the other one is, okay, this is between me and you until 3 o'clock today, until 4 o'clock, until midnight. There is a difference. One has a time frame, that's a secret. People say, we'll take the secret to our grave. That's a time frame. Then there's the secret where you're blatantly lying about it. Like, did you know this? No. Did you know that? No. Lie. 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 And if you need more help, the secret is something that has a time limit. So that means that at a certain point, you can start telling people something. It's okay. To let this be, let the cat out of the bag, as they say. And then you have the secret that's like, listen, if people ask you this, you lie. You lie for the rest of your fucking life. You lie and you lie and you lie. And you keep lying. And it's okay because I'm telling you it's okay. So we're literally teaching kids at a young age that Lying is okay. Yes, we know kids can't keep secrets, and that's why we say that. Here's the other thing. Maybe we should all just be better at holding things in. Oh, well, I couldn't wait any I couldn't wait for the kids to take a nap because so and so. That's not the kid's fault. That is not the child's fault. If you can be a person that can lie about who your baby daddy is or lie and say, oh, well, you know, you're blah, blah, blah. They died five years ago. And then 10, 15 years later, we found out 
this person didn't die. Your mom or your dad just hated them so much. And we didn't like them either. So as a collective, the family thought, hey, this person is dead. You know, they're really they're in San Francisco living it up as a CFO. So they're OK. You know, they know you exist. They've seen pictures of you at every age of your life. So trust me, they know you're breathing. So if we can lie about big things, why is it that if we can lie about big things, we can't do a better job at everything else? Don't pretend like you need your kid to be knocked out before you do something secretive. Don't think you need your kid to be at daycare for you something secretive. If we all can lie to each other clear as ice, we can do many other things. So let's not pretend that it's the kid's fault. They don't know when to go night night. So that we can be more secretive than we already are. So again, we're teaching kids that it's okay to lie. And then when... Then when kids get older, they start to realize I can keep more stuff from people. And then when your kids keep things from you, it's your fault, not theirs. Kids learn that, hey, when I was a kid, my parents told me it was okay to keep secrets. It was okay to lie. So I'm going to do it now. Oh, my dad told me, don't tell your mom this so that mom wouldn't get mad at dad. So if I don't want to get in trouble, so if I don't want to get in trouble, I need to lie. Oh, well, it was just something that we did. They were too small to realize. No, they weren't too small to realize. You were too dumb and arrogant. Adults are arrogant and dumb when it comes to kids. Not all the time, but enough. If you think your kid is so small and unknowing that you're blatantly lying to them, then don't get mad when they get old enough to be able to form a very, very beautifully drawn out lie, symphony of lies. Don't get mad because you taught them it's okay. I don't want somebody to yell. I don't want your mom to yell at me. I don't want your dad to yell at me. I don't want your grandfather to know. I don't want your grandmother to know. So lie. We're going to lie. And we're going to keep lying. And you know what makes it easier? We're lying together. Okay? You're lying to grandma. I'm lying to grandma. So it's okay. Because we're in this together. So you're teaching your kids that it's really You're teaching your kids that it's really okay. So when they get, like I said, when they get old enough to make a symphony of lies, don't get mad. Just think back. Who did I let my kids around that could lie to them? Did I lie to them? Or did I tell them to keep a secret, which is kind of the same. But again, one has a time frame. One, your time frame is when you kick the bucket. Because, you know, what's the safest lie on earth? A lie that two people know. But then one person is gone. It is what it is. Sorry to say, but that's the way it goes. There is literally, there is a saying, I can't think of it, but it literally is a perfect sentence that says, if two people know a lie and one person dies, you know, that's one less person to deal with. One less person who has morals, principles that slowly eating at the crevice of their soul, telling them, I must tell the truth. I must tell the truth. I must tell the truth. So again, we teach our kids it's okay to be two-faced. We teach them it's okay to lie. 
And then when they get older and they learn it and they harvest it better, now it becomes an issue. But it wasn't an issue before when you were teaching them. But now it's an issue because now they've learned to lie better than you. Like, don't play these games. Your kids aren't stupid. They're just going to get better than you could ever be. So again, as adults, we were always taught to lie. So when you go to job interviews and you lie about, oh, I'm a very open person. I'm very this. I'm very that. Da, da, da. You with a smile on your face or you're smiling through your eyes because you have a mask on. You're just being so happy. Don't fucking BFS me. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, do not BFS me. We all know the truth. You ain't that damn perky. You are not a set of perky boobs, okay? You're not that perky. You're not that jiggly and happy. Stop playing games. But again, we all understand why we lie. So it's kind of, you know, 50-50. You don't get caught, keep it going. But then learn while you're on the job. We all want to be perky. Okay, that didn't sound right. We all want to be perky. So there we go. We all want to be perky. So, you know, it is what it is. But again... We are always taught to lie. So when we get older, we're taught to lie better. Lie on this. Lie on that. Lie, lie, lie. And then people want to turn around and say, lying is bad. Most people were taught to lie since they were kids. And when they say no, be like, oh, so you have never been taught to put on your best foot forward during a job interview? No matter what, always keep smiling. Always this, always that. No matter how you feel, always do this. That's a lie. If someone is basically blatantly telling you to ignore your feelings and cover them up so you can nail a job interview or nail a date, you're practically lying. Oh, don't let like Roger Hammerstein's Cinderella. Don't let them know. Until after the wedding. It's the same science. We're not letting anyone know our true colors until we've been hired. Until we've gone on a date number three. Until we this. as You know, by, by a few... It's kind of like when you've been dating for a few months. By a certain amount, by a certain amount of time, you should know this person. And they might be the exact opposite, but you might still like and love them. Or... You might totally despise them and try to figure out how you're going to break up with this crazy person. But again, we have always been taught to lie. So what I believe we should do is instead of teaching our kids to lie, we need to just not say that around them. Don't tell them to keep a secret. Don't do nothing. If we can be so flawless to lie about big, very big things to each other and our children, everything else. If we can lie about that, if we can harvest how good we are at lying, then we should be able to harvest how good we are at making sure that we never have to tell our kids and our future kids, hey, this is a secret. This is this. This is that. We should be so good at hiding the fact that we're hiding something. So that no one will ever be able to say, well, I've, teach, I've told my kids a few secrets. They know not to open their mouth because then it leads to Pandora's box of, okay, as they get older, what happens? They learn how to lie with such 
they learn how to do a symphony of lies and you can't get mad at them. So for people who are always like, well, I need my kid to get the, my kid needs to get this job interview so they can make money. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Don't BFS me. What we need to do, those of us who do not have kids and those of us who are whatever. Anyway, because I don't know the word I want to use. So I'm going to skip over it. So what we need to do is we need to get off our high horse for a little bit. Get off the rocking horse. Get off the horse. Get off the pony. Get off Get off the donkey. Get off whatever we're on. And we need to start building foundations now, not based upon money, but based upon, wow, not based upon money, but based upon what we know, who we know. That needs to be the only thing we base things on for now on. It needs to be on who we know and what we know. We know how to smooth talk our way into an office job. Okay. So if that's the case, while you're there, make connections. Everyone and their mother, well, no, let's not say that. Let's just say almost everyone in the world knows what LinkedIn is. I would say LinkedIn next to Instagram is one of the best ways to connect to people in a job industry. I say that because you can find a lot of people in programming, interior de- certain you can find a lot of people in different fields on LinkedIn. Use it. Connect with people. See what they have done. Find a way to reach out. Find a way to reach out to these people because it's going to get to a stage in life where you can lie all you want, but if you don't know the right things because you don't know the right people, no one's going to give to two dams about your existence and that's hurt and that's hurtful to say but it's the truth we need to stop relying on this and that and rely more on our connections people say well connections are hard to make yes they are but if you make them they're there for a very long time you need to start building or trying to build foundations so that when you have kids or when your kids get old enough, if you already have them, when they get old enough, you can reach out to your friends who you've connected with, you've corresponded with, you've done, uh, yeah, you've done projects, you've collaborated together. You can, when your kid gets to a certain level, you can push your kids into whatever field you notice they like have connections in as many fields as you can that make bloody sense not like you're an interior designer but somehow or another your connections are with a doctor and you have no medical anything like come on now let's not be that crazy let's not be that crazy so as i was saying make connections you're an interior designer connect with someone uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? What's it? A stager. Connect with a stager. They're literally doing the same job. Interior designer. You're literally designing someone's whatever they want you to design. Their living room, their balcony, their bedroom, their baby's room. A stager. What does a stager do for re- uh, for um? What does a stager do? That's in what's it called? For real estate. 
So if you're an interior designer, why don't you connect with like three different stagers, one out of state and two in your state or near your state? No one is asking you all to go for drinks every five weeks, every two weeks. No one is saying that. But it makes sense, does it not? Interior designer, you're de- like I said, you're designing someone's house or their room or rooms. A stager, they come in, they make the um area that's going to be shown that make the real estate area look beautiful and sexy and then it helps bring people in it allows them to see oh this is a warm room i can see me redecorating kind of like this that's a connection that's a connection or okay let's say you are a graphic designer you should make You should make connections with painters and interior designer is a good connection as well because you're both using colors, you're you're using shapes, colors. You're both taking nothing and making it into something so beautiful and presentable. It will make someone say, I want to buy this house. I will buy this from you. You're on the project. I can't put you on this project, but you're on the next three projects. Or, like I was saying about the hospital one, if you are a plastic surgeon, you want to make friends. Well, okay. If you're a neurosurgeon, you might want to make friends with a cardiologist, your anesthesiologist. You want to make friends around. If at the moment you're only working as a server, um, hello? Connect with other people in your in the food industry. Here's the thing. Every single almost almost every job is an in, has an industry title. Connect with people under that same title. Make friends because those friends could lead you to other friends. I'm a construction worker. I connected with two archaeologists. Oh wow. Who two um architects two interior designers, a developer, and I know four real estate people. That's a hell of a good connection. Not only could they probably help you find a good house in a good neighborhood, they might even be able to be like, hey, I can actually let me build you a house. You're going to have to pay something, but let me build you a house to prove to someone, hey, this is what I can do. Let me get on this project for your house and that way I can show people what I can do and you get a good secure house. Now, yes, people can say you can't trust everyone. No, the hell you can't trust everyone. But after you make connections, do some research on them. See if they're new in the business. If you're new in any industry, that is nothing to, that's nothing. That's okay. That's good. Because being new in the industry or connecting with someone new in the industry means that you could be someone that goes with them all the way. Take a graphic designer. Being in the, having a friend that's new and upcoming means that when they start making that money, depending on what kind of job you have, they might bring you on. Or if you don't ever collaborate like that, by the time you both have kids and your kids say, hey, you know that friend that you have, what else do they do? And they'd be like, oh, they're a programmer, a UX designer, graphic designer, a project manager, why? And then your kid can say, I kind of want to do one of those jobs. You have a connection that you have maintained for a while. 
what happens then? You can get your kid the shadow. Some people of certain levels don't need to ask permission. They just need to make sure that whoever's shadowing them don't try to overstep. So instead of getting your kids to put on their best foot forward, ladies and gentlemen, at the interview, how about you make connections now before you have them or while they're growing up? Or if they're already fully grown but don't know what they want to do but you have certain connections, you can still use those connections if it's over a year long to get them somewhere higher. How many people looking back would like to have said, I wish on my resume I had more office. I wish on my resume I had this, I had that. I wish on my resume I had all these things. It's because people who are in the job market, people who this, people that understand the fact that, hey, listen. If you get a certain job in a certain industry and you last for a year and then you move to another job in that same industry and you last for even longer, when you go looking for another job, they're going to look at the time length you spent. They're going to look at who you used to work for and they're going to look at what your um, evaluation marks are. And if all those things are good, average or above average, you pretty much have a good not even a starting leg up. You have four starting leg ups. You're on the fourth step. Where most people on the first, you're on the fourth step already. And I would not say it's great to be friends with people who can hire you. Because a lot of times, a lot of times being friends with someone or related to someone, sometimes people won't hire you because they don't want something to happen. And then it's like... I don't know the logic behind it, a logic behind it, but I know a lot of employers will sometimes look at. They will sometimes look at who, you know. And then they will be like, well, I don't know if I can take you or not. And it's messed up, but some people are like that. Um, Moving on, but yes, making connections is one of the most important things we all need to do so that we can stop teaching our kids it's okay to lie during an interview. If we can make connections and build a foundation for ourselves, for our kids, or for people who are going to have kids in the near future or distant future, or the distant, distant, distant future, if we can build connections for those Kids or for those who are on, you know, just what I'm saying. If we can learn to build connections for the future generations, then instead of lying to get a job interview for a job that's weak and pathetic and you don't want it, you can go in and be 100% honest. Because one thing for sure, employers can, even though employers are not the smartest tools in the tool shed, they can still tell. They can still tell if someone is just faking it to get an interview. And sometimes they don't care because it's like, listen, I need to hire bodies and you don't, I don't, you don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Let's just hire each other and get the fuck over it. And that's just what it is. So we all need to, at some point, get over ourselves and stop 
making it seem like it's okay to lie. It's okay. Find out what your kids like to do. I have changed career paths about nine times. And it's because I keep denying what I actually want. We need to start looking at our kids and looking at ourselves and say, what career path do I want? How can I get there? That's what we all need to honestly do. Because this whole lying just to get a job or lying just to get it's 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 getting to a point now where the, the, I'm, I'm not even gonna say it's getting to a point. I'm saying that how many stories have we heard of people who lied to get jobs and then they kept those jobs for years and no one ever knew they lied about it. You know why it was so easy to lie and get those jobs? Because since you're a kid Getting into elementary school or no middle school. Since you were a kid getting into middle school, you were taught to be fake and unrealistic. Media has taught you to be fake and unrealistic. Your parents have taught you fake and realistic. Now some people, some people grew up knowing it's the people you know, not what you know, that get you in the doors. And those people are the ones who are making more connections, making more money. Why? Because they know certain people. You always wonder how certain people you know get certain jobs when they're either not qualified or like, how did you get that job? I didn't even know you wanted it. Sometimes who you know can get you to a stepping stone so that your resume can look so good that when you go for the job you do want, why do they deny you? They can't deny you. Your resume makes it sound like you've pretty much worked your way into the position you want to be in. And your resume may say you already finished school or it may say you're going to school. Sometimes it may say you didn't even do anything school-wise. But again, it's the connections you make. And how do you make those connections? Your people. Your people knowing the right people make connections. Or, or... Here's a great feathery idea. It's you, not just your people. Your people can get you in certain doors, but you know what you want to do with your life. And again, LinkedIn is a great industry source to find people who want to do and who are doing what you want to do. Instagram is also a good one. You want to be an interior designer? Find interior designers if you don't want to use, let's say you're new to IG and you know you only want to use it for painting, interior designing, architect, and food. Find your favorite chef. Follow them. Find two of your, but it, no, find three of your favorite chefs that, that cook different cuisines. Follow them. Find three, two or three architects that are different but are really good. Follow them. And the same thing. Follow them, follow them, follow them. What this is going to do is you're going to be able to see what they're putting out. So if you're trying to do something crafty or, well, sorry, creative and whatever, you can make inspiration and come to you. You can make inspiration come to you by looking at these things. No one is saying plagiarize anyone's work. You don't want to do that ever. But you do want to use connections you can make. 
a lot of times Instagram comment section, oh, it be it is hilarious. It can be rude. It can be cynical. It can be like, oh my God, some of you need to be beaten with a switch. <gasps> How dare you say that? But it's funny. But if you keep scrolling past comment 17, oh, 10 or 17, because at that point it just gets a little different. But you might find people that are like, hey, I'm an upcomer in this, I'm an upcoming that. And we're all used to YouTube and Instagram being all like, hey, I'm an upcoming artist, check out my mix-ups. But there are also people who, if you keep following these same people, let's say the three architects that you followed, right? You might find that they have, out of all three, all three have two fans that are always that follow them and always like their stuff that and one of them is not you so maybe you should check out who those two are see what their instagram pages look like oh one of them is an interior designer oh one of them is an animator maybe i should reach out to them because they both deal with creativity let me follow both of them Oh my God, I now have more inspiration. I now have more ideas. <gasps> I didn't even know you could. Why is that like that? Is that a bubble? Is that a pimple? Is that a, is that a, is that a bubble pimple? What is, that? what is that? You find weird things and it gives you. Sorry, my English teacher would kill me for that word. You find different objectives, different tasks, different, different ob objects that hold meaning. One object can hold three different meanings. It's all about how it's done. So, again, use Instagram to your advantage. All these people doing all that talking about Instagram made me feel this. Instagram made me feel that. Okay. So maybe what you needed to do is unfollow every single person on IG. Find what you like. And maybe if you need to. Follow an inspirational page. I follow three inspirational pages. Maybe you okay. Is that one that okay? Maybe it's four. Oh, that's more close. So it's kind of uh, let's say three because that was more like cozy. But I follow three. If Instagram was really getting on my nerves, like some people claim, I would have unfollowed everyone, but followed and then gone through everyone I unfollowed. Don't refresh it. You can, when you go to that part where you can follow and unfollow people, once you've unfollowed everyone, don't refresh it. Think about, scroll, see which page you know has inspiration and which page does nothing but food. If you're a foodie, that. If you're an architect, that. And then follow the one with food or architect and then follow the inspirational quotes or mo that is motivational or motivational. Because you know why? On your feed, it's only going to be those. And people are like, well, if I'm following 17,000 people, okay, and? First of all, these 17,000 people are not in your apartment. They're not at your job. They're not in your life. They're not paying your bills. Who gives a damn? Unfollow them. Stop making it seem like you need to always follow everyone on IG. Don't forget, some people just hit follow back because you followed them. So unfollow them. Here's the thing. If someone follows you on, on IG and you follow them, if you're following each other, 
There is a one-to-one ratio that unfollowing them, they're going to unfollow you back. They might not even notice. They might not even care. But like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm, still, I'm like, who unfollowed me? Oh, okay. Oh, well. And then they might still be following you. So you post and they see your stuff. But they post and you don't see theirs. And that's just the way the, the cookie crumbles. So again, it's about the connections we need to start making now. Because down the line, we're going to look back and say, I could have got this job if I knew this person. Then you look on your social medias and you're like, oh, I know this person and they sent me an evite. I could have met them. How many people, okay, how many, for example, okay, uh, let's say for example, you get invited to a concert by one of your friends it's a grown and sexy concert everyone in okay uh, let's change the word frame you get invited to a elegant dinner by one of your friends you say sure but let me double check my schedule you start to feel some kind of way because ig made you feel that way so you don't go but you did find out that three people who you follow and who are basically will be good co- people good connections to know you don't go because you feel some kind of way so then you don't go and then your friends post online pictures of them with these people Right there. I'm, I'm, I'm silent because literally let that sink in. Because I think a lot of people do that. They say no. Not because they have to work or because they have something to do. But they just say no for some in their head reason. Right? And then they find out later on they could have met someone that was their idol. They could have met someone that I'm not going to say could have been your future husband. I'm going to say someone that could have been your future boss. And you two could have been ramen buddies, anime buddies, carnival buddies, beach buddies, or you could have been, you could have got a job that very same night. And then what happens? Like people always say, hate having haters isn't bad because it means someone is watching you. That's the truth. Haters watch people they hate so that they can sink like heat-seeking missiles and come at them for the jugular, right? Okay. So, I'm like, having haters isn't the 100% bad thing. They'll troll you. Here's the other thing. You can shut off comments for IG. If you feel like that outfit of yours, if you feel like you don't want to hear comments, you don't want to get a random troll because you can't handle it, okay? Instagram doesn't have a button that turns off the hearts, but it has a button that turns off the comment section. Now, unless you're the kind of person that can take that and keep going, that's fine. But if you know you're not, but you want to do this, post that, turn off the comments, be done with it. Like, life is complicated. If there is a way to make something you enjoy a little easier, do it. And again, it's about the connections you make. This go so going back to where we were because we got slightly off track, but not really, but just slightly. So going back on the right train track, it's about the connections. We need to start making them now. Like when you work in a restaurant as a server, 
you meet a lot of people, right? Okay. You meet a lot of people. You could have five celebrities in one day. And then you get a celebrity that dresses like a little eh, but they're good at what they do. And they have money to blow because they don't spend it on lavishes. So what happens? Y'all talk, you become their server, they give you advice, you talk, you ask them professional questions, they give you professional advice. Next thing you know, they pop up in one day and say, listen, for five months, for five months, we've been talking and I've seen that you make progress. I actually found your portfolio online and I actually found your Instagram and I've seen what you post. I've seen what you've done. I've seen it all. I'm not going to say I IG stalked you, but I did because I wanted to know, were you the kind of person that's talking all that talk and don't really do anything? Or are you that person that's talking all that talk, but your portfolio is banging and you're using the advice I gave you. So how about I take you on as a intern, even though you're not in school, we're going to call you an intern. You won't get paid a lot, but you'll get experience that you'll never have before you'll never ever have again and you'll get some kind of money you don't have to quit this job unless you already have another one and you do want to quit this then that's fine but I've seen what you can do you have proven that you're actually paying attention let me help you the way I wish someone to help me like that's the other thing a lot of people say that I wish someone would help me the way I'm helping other people you know how we can do that for ourselves and future generations, making the right connections so that coming down the so that going forward down the line for us and others, we can say we busted our ass to get something done because we've been taught to be two faces since we were kids. How about we start figuring out what we like to do, what we want to do? what we need to do for our future and we do it because there is no point to keep lying at these bum ass job interviews. And I'm not, I've worked at many different places. So I can tell you there is no job too low maintenance for anyone. I don't care who you are. There really isn't. You can be a Supreme court judge and still have to clean your own office, vacuum, duster, music plan, but you're a Supreme Court judge and you're you're basically cleaning your own office like you're a maid. There is nothing too low class for anyone to do. If it needs to be done, you're going to do it right. That's how you go at any job. So, again, we need to stop. But, but even though that's the case, we need to stop t- continuously taking these jobs because we don't have the right connections. Like, oh, if I knew so-and-so, I could probably have that job. Why don't you know them? Well, we've never met. So how many people have friends on Instagram and Twitter that they probably have met, um, not met, but they probably FaceTime. You can do that. Like not telling you to do that to everyone, but you can reach out. If you don't want to reach out to just anyone, then do it more professionally. Find again, go to LinkedIn, connect with people. Go to IG, look up, look up profiles, Facebook. That's up to you. I don't have it, so I can't say anything, but still go through all these platforms to get what you need to get because you don't ever want to look back and say, I could have done that job because I know I can do it, but I did it because I don't know this person. Sometimes here's the other thing. 
Sometimes the people we want to know are not the connections we need to make. We might think, oh, I want to know that person, but we might end up knowing their assistant. And you never know. Sometimes the the person one level under who you want to meet, that is the person that's actually going to get you where you need to go. Up, oh, what I am in love. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to do this. I'm so sorry. I'm breaking off. Just a minute. I have a obsession with webtoons. The one I'm really feeling is Lore Olympus. And uh, oh, I'm, I'm feeling like so many Sub-Zero, My Dear Blooded, uh, what is it? My Blooded King, Sub-Zero, Lore Olympus, Midnight at Poppyland, Midnight Poppyland. Like those are my go-tos, 100%. Anyway, back to what I was saying. I, was so, I got off. I'm sorry. I just, I just saw the update that it's ready. So I'm going to watch that episode. Well, read it in this case. But that's what I was saying. Though. So sometimes, seriously, sometimes the people you, oh, I want to meet. Okay, another example. Oh, I want to meet this animator. Maybe you're not meant to meet them yet. Maybe you're not ever meant to meet them because maybe you're meant to become an animator or an illustrator. And that's how you meet them. So maybe you're meant to meet people who know them and know of them. Because that will also lead you to good things. You don't you don't always need to know the penthouse resident. Sometimes it's okay to know the other suites. You don't need to be in a presidential suite to have the best time of your life. Sometimes you just need one bed, soft and cushiony with your own pillow, your own home knitted blankie. And a good movie or two, some good takeout food they let you bring into the hotel. And maybe a balcony that's not so big, but it's not too small. It's just nice. And maybe open up the door and let the curtains come in. And the room might look small, but it's okay. You don't always need to know the presidential suite that can make that can fit a Cali Queen mixed with another Cali Queen bed. Sorry. Whew, that was wrong. Let's change it. You don't always need to know the California King bed that can blend with another California King bed. You don't always need to know that room. You don't always need to know who lives in there. <gasps> who rented out the presidential suite for three weeks? You don't always need to know that person or know that room or know that information. Maybe it's the other things you need to know like what do they do for a living to get that oh I can do that in two years I can make I can have that position next thing you know you're in that room you all your friends are coming over don't and here's the other thing some people in this world don't have friends but do that stop them but does that always stop them from making moves no it doesn't and that's okay again Sometimes connections are good and sometimes they're not. But in the end, we do need to start making more of them. And I'm not and I mean legitimate business connections. No one's telling you to sleep with them. No one is telling you to go out to dinner with them. Ramen days. Uh uh. It's spelled S-O-J-U. I can't pronounce it for the life of me. I never can. But no one's asking you to go on that kind of drinking date with them. No one is asking you to buy 
hell, uh, a, a large set of pizzas for them to come over just for them not to come over. No one is saying to do any of that. But connections are important. And, and like I said, sometimes they're not. But here's the thing. You need to know when certain connections are not important. That's what I meant to say, and I guess I didn't say it many times, but I'll say it here very clearly. Connections are important, but not every connection is important because some of those connections can lead you to very dark places. Just because they have this hierarchy doesn't mean they know how to handle it. Don't forget, there are man-childs. There are women-childs. They are people who have certain authoritative places in the world in companies and they act like they've never known money because they're spending it left and right they're making it seem like oh you're my employee you're gonna listen no matter what the hell i say to you like first of all if everyone quits right now you're gonna break your neck to do everybody's job at their cubicles well no you're not so watch how you talk to people those are the kind of connections you don't want to deal with and again once you've known, that's why it's like, that's why I said at the beginning, push on those connections once you've known them for a year. Push on them to use them to your advantage because you never know when they're going to come in handy. But again, the ones that are rude and disrespectful to their employees, to their friends, you, once you've learned that, you don't need them. No matter what they say to you. Oh, you need, no, I don't. I really don't. Because I can, I'm fine. But if you need to cut ties, do it. Again, connections can be powerful and they can be really toxic. But again, you will find that out when you start reaching out to make the right connections. When you start reaching out to make any connection, actually. When, yeah, when you reach out to make any kind of connection, you will start to see. Which ones you want to deal with and which ones you want to say, bye. That's the importance of everything. You need to start to see connections will get us where we need to go in the future. But we have to make sure we weed out the pathetic, ingrated, misdemeanor, horrible ones. And which ones are worth. Again, you don't always need that presidential penthouse suite. You will be perfectly okay with the warm, cushiony, soft bed, your own pillow, your own blankie, window, balcony door open, curtains are flowing like some kind of movie scene. A good movie and some really good takeout. That will also be just as fine. Because some people forget, if if anything, don't forget that some people in the world have jobs that aren't so, oh my God, they have jobs that are like, that's solid and beautiful. And they are doing just fine. They are making it, their bills are getting paid, they are doing what they need to do. And they don't always be, they don't always reside in the presidential suite. There are people that walk past it. Sometimes there are the people who turn it down because I don't need to waste that kind of money. Literally, I'm going to be here for a week. I want to travel outside this hotel. I'm not going to spend all this money on a presidential suite. No, I'm going to travel around. 
And again, what do you do when you travel around? Because you have, because you didn't spend your money on something lavish and stupid for the moment. Just because, oh, that'll be good for Instagram. Oh, that'll be good for everything. <gasps> Snapchat will love this. Oh my God, TikTok will feel me. Sometimes that isn't needed. The sometimes scenery outside in the real world is just as beautiful as the presidential suite. And yeah, you can say, well, if you've never been to Presidential Suite, yes, maybe I never have. Maybe I have. But would you rather waste this money on this suite or would you rather go to the night glow in the dark carnival festival on the boardwalk that's going to be for the whole week where everything is a good price? The weather is the wind is warm. There's not a lot of people. Because not a lot of people want to be in this area. They want to be in these high, you know. So again, because I was getting off subject. Some, like I said, why spend the money on this? Well, you can spend the money on the real world. Oh, there's a tour of a flower garden. Let me go. They said this is normally not open, but they're giving it out. Like, let me go. Which is more beautiful? A very rare, exquisite flower garden that you that no one will probably ever get into randomly or a presidential suite where, you know, somebody probably did coke and did some nasty, nasty on those sheets. Like, let's be honest, which one would you rather do? The rarity that's exquisite or the presidential suite, which technically, if you save your money up correctly, you can probably have that suite as a 65 sexy year old person having a presidential suite where these young bucks can't even afford it by good legal means. So again, which would you rather have? Not every connection is important, but also you need to weed out those facts. Not every connection is needed. Because not everybody's a good person. Not every connection is important because not everyone is actually doing the job they're supposed to do. They're faking it or they're getting people to do it. People always say, oh, movies are just movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you do know most things in the world were done because someone saw something and said, I can make that happen. And they made that shit happen. So... Sometimes people just need to take a step back and see what's really happening. But we also need to stop bloody teaching our kids and ourselves to lie to everyone. Oh, lying is bad. And yet you tell them to fake an interview because you know they're not going to pass the interview by being themselves. So you're telling them to fake it so that they can make this money. When you could have made a connection so that they could have actually been applying for an HR job, nine to five, Monday through Friday, weekends off. Oh, you want to become a dent? Oh, how about I get you a connection? I get you into a, den a dental office for a week. Look at that. Now you're on track to becoming a dental assistant Monday through Friday. Good bloody job. You don't have to work the weekends. And if you do, it's probably a Saturday, but it's never going to be a Sunday unless it's an emergency appointment. And that's different. An office job. You can work for a hospital in the office. You can work for almost any other place. 
But it all starts with people making the right connections so that when you do have kids or when your kids get older and they start telling you what they want to do or you overhear them talk about it, you can say, well, I don't know that, but I have some people that can make it work. Let me reach out to them and let me get them to reach out to my kid and see what happens. And like I said in the podcast for school, please do your research on people. Don't just say, oh, my God, you're a PR representative for so-and-so. Hold on. Let me Google you. And let me see what you're really about. Then you find out the truth. So, again, we all just need to, sorry, we all just need to do better. We need to see past and see through. And like I've been saying, not all connections are important because not everyone's a good person or not everyone is worthy to be a connection. Just like not all of us in this big, wide world, wide world know each other. Not every single connection needs to be made. Sometimes you might want to, but then you find out about this person and you're like, nope, rather go somewhere else. And in the world of connections, it's okay to actually turn people down. It's okay. Because sometimes, whether we like to admit it or not, not all of us deserve to be a connection. But we do deserve to be someone that someone might say, hey, let me get you an assistant who wants to do office work. And you need the help. They need the, they need the hours and on the resume. And you can help each other out. And then next thing you know, someone might not have been a connection for you, but this person coming in to help, they might be the perfect match to be connections. Now, years later, they know each other. And what else? Hey, they're helping each other out. So again, not every connection is for every person. You never know who you're going to meet. I'll give you the same example again. You might want to connect with someone, but they might not be a good fit for you for whatever reason. But then you think about it, you're like, but I know who needs this. It's not me, but I know someone. So let me match them up real quick. The best of my abilities. You match them up. You didn't click, but Eni and Meanie, oh, they are thick as thieves now. It's kind of like when you're dating someone. Y'all don't work out. But as friends, oh, you are good as friends. Because you did try dating, but then you realize, no, we're not made for each other. But we are made to be friends. Next thing you know, you're the best of friends. And people are like, you're actually friends with your ex? Yeah, because we're better. People that have kids, they're not always best to be parents together, but they are good co-parents together. Not the same thing with connections. So in the end, we really do need to stop lying to each other. We need to stop teaching our kids to lie. We need to stop teaching our kids that there are secrets and then there are secrets. We need to, we, and people can say, oh, it's easy to say you don't have kids, but no, but I've been a kid as we all have. And we all have some kind of memory of someone telling us to keep it hush hush. And then either we can never say it and then it changes the way we react to things or the secret finally comes out and it's like, yay, like, oh, grandpa is coming for his surprise birthday party, but you can't say anything. The secret comes out two hours later, surprise, 
versus, okay, you can't tell grandpa that we drove his car to Mexico and we blew the tire and now his Cadillac is across the border and we can never get it back. That's two different secrets. But do you see how it can also affect someone's mentality? Kids aren't stupid. They know the difference between this and that. And when they get older, they start to recognize how to beat you at your own system. Now, people always say at a certain time, you're going to beat the system. Kids learn to beat the system because they learn that, okay, if I say this, I'm going to get in trouble. But if I say this, I'll be okay for now. Here's an example for another level. One last example. Hercules, the Disney movie. Pain and Panic. I freaking love those nicknames. Whew, sorry. Pain and Panic. One said, if he finds out. The other one said, if. If it's good. What does that teach you? That these, that these two just messed up so badly. Hopefully, Hades never finds out. Same thing with kids. Oh, we just messed up so bad. What are we going to do? I don't know. What if they never find out? Ooh, if it's good. Hide the evidence. It changes the way kids go. Kids aren't stupid. How many times have grown people have said, oh, kids aren't slow. Kids are smarter than we give them credit. And someone always says, yeah, they figured it out real quick. If we can admit that, then can we please stop teaching our kids to lie at a young age? Stop teaching kids that. It changes everything. And people can say, oh, well, you don't know you're not a psychologist. Are we serious? Are we serious? Seriously? You're going to fight me on that? Okay. You fight me. You keep lying to whatever child you have. You go down that road. But years from now, you're going to either A, look back and say, maybe I shouldn't have taught them that. Or you're going to say B, okay, I never taught them that, but I have these connections. Or if you're good enough to do that and have connections, hey, as long as something works out, in the, in the end, we just need to do better with whatever we're trying to do going forward. Because as the world is going around and around and whatever spectrum is going around and around in, in the end, all we can do is hopefully never have to say, I wish I had made the connection when I made it. I wish I had done this when I had the chance. Oh, why didn't I do this? It could have made the difference between me having a different job or my kid being able to have a different job. Oh, sugarfoot. Well, maybe I can teach my kids to do this like I was never taught. One of us needs to be happy, right? In the end, it is what it is. I'm signing off. I'm trying to finish Tokyo Ghoul and let's just say it's going one piece is next oh one piece anyway it's been great i'll be uploading quite a few for the next few days